You are Locked On Jets, your daily podcast on the New York Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast. It is the final day of July, July 31st, 2018, and I'm John B. from gangreennation.com. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to it on iTunes or Spotify, and leave the show a good review in iTunes if you do enjoy it. Well, folks, we can finally be in a good mood because Sam Darnold is signed. The Jets and Darnold came to their senses yesterday and finally ended this holdout mercifully. So now we can actually focus on football. So, uh, you know, good news all around. I mean, uh, I tell you, it it got me out of my surly mood. Uh, Man, I was was in a grumpy mood. You know, I think it was because I just wanted to talk about football because we have so much to be excited about. And instead of breaking down what was going on, what could happen this year, we had to talk about the minutia of contract negotiations. So thank goodness this that saga is over and we can start talking about what's going to happen on the field. Uh, but before we do that, just some of the details on the contract. Um, both, both sides compromised uh, a little bit. Uh, the two big sticking points were offsets and voidable guarantees and I'll tell you you probably learned more about the nitty-gritty of rookie contracts than you ever wanted to know over the last few days um so the Darnold camp did give the Jets offset so if Darnold is hypothetically cut in less than four years uh and signed somewhere else the Jets would be reimbursed for whatever salary he gets from, from the new team in terms of voidable guarantees the Jets gave a little bit um, Darnold cannot have guarantees voided for fines, which actually, according to some reports, is a, is, a concession, is, is a fairly big concession from the Jets from their perspective because the Jets, as a policy, want to put that in every deal. In fact, uh, one, one report I read indicated that this was the only, uh, this is the only contract the Jets have where they cannot void guarantees based on Darnold, uh, based on the player being fined. As I would say, if you're going to make an exception, this is a pretty good reason to make an exception to get your franchise quarterback into camp. So that's the deal is done. And then there were a few other things. Darnold's going to get his full signing bonus up front, which usually some of the money's deferred. So that's, again, another compromise that the, the Jets made. And there are some other smaller things, like Darnold's going to get a roster bonus even if he begins a training camp on the non-football injury list. So, you know, you know, I think what this ultimately, what this whole saga ultimately proves to me is that if you put two guys in with egos in a room and ask them to negotiate something, they will find ways to disagree. They will pull. They will pull a disagreement out of the jaws of an easy negotiation because these things were so simple and yet somehow we, we got to this point merciful thank goodness though it's over and it's over it's over before the point where it actually could have impacted Darnold as I said yesterday things were bad they could have gotten cat we were, we were a few days away from getting catast- getting to catastrophic and we avoided catastrophic so you know I, you wish it would have been done sooner but What's done is done. At least, at least now, at least the deal is finished, and now Darnold's in camp. Um, got an email from a listener, Jason, who told me, you know, a very nice email. Told told me that uh, listening to yesterday's show when I went on about 
the Jets being silly, changed his mind, you know, it made him think, and it was a nice, thank you, Jason, and I'll tell you, that's something I'll keep in mind myself, is I feel like, it, it, it's not that I was smart, you know, I'm not thanking you because, because I necessarily made the smartest points anybody's ever heard, but it's always a good idea to be open-minded and listen to other people's arguments, not be so dug in. So I appreciate that. And I'll try and keep that in mind. Maybe you can convince me something when I'm, uh, maybe you can convince me something in the future. Now on today's show, we're going to talk about the quarterback situation on the Jets and we can actually talk about some on the field stuff, which is pretty nice. And what, what I'm going to discuss are the different philosophies that the Jets might have as they choose their starting quarterback this year, because there could be one of three options for this team, depending on which direction they, they decide to go in. So we'll talk about what the, what the ways the Jets could uh, use, the philosophies the Jets could use in this quarterback competition this year. The first one, I think, is, is rather obvious. It's the open competition, may the best guy win, and what that involves is simply putting the best guy on the field. And I think the, the rationale for that one is pretty obvious. Um, you first of all, it's it's a merit-based system. You're certainly showing the team that you're uh, you're picking guys based on who the best player is, and the Jets. It, it's not a situation where the the Jets have uh, it, where the Jets are going to be picking a, a guy they don't want. Um, you know, the Jets I think have faith in all three of these guys. Now, should they have faith in all three of these guys? You could debate it, but I think the Jets would be fairly comfortable starting any any of these three. Of course, you had Josh McCown, who was the starter last year, a guy that they like very much. You have Teddy Bridgewater, who, you know, of the three guys here, I would have a couple, you know, a little while, not too long ago, I would have said he faces the longest odds. But he's apparently he apparently played very well during the offseason program. Now he's off to a bit of a slower start in the uh, training camp, so. We'll see whether he picks things up. And, of course, you have Darnold, who is the third overall pick in the draft. He is the future of the franchise. And if you're the future of the franchise, you easily could be the present of the franchise. And you know, this, 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 this philosophy, you know, kind of an open competition, may the best man win, it shows that you're trying to win games. And that's, you know, for the most part, that's your goal in the NFL is to try and win games. So I think the, the reasoning for using this philosophy would be pretty obvious for the Jets. Is this the way that they'll go? You know, every team says it, says it. I think there are a couple different options the Jets could utilize, and, you know, I don't think it would be crazy to utilize some of the other options, but this is the, uh, you know, this is the one the Jets will tell you that they're using. I'm not sure that necessarily is the one they will ultimately use, but it has its benefits. It certainly has, its, but the benefits are obvious. You know, you want to create a culture where the best players get on the field. And you want to create a culture where you're giving the team. And this has been a phrase that's kind of become tortured within this fan base over the last few years. You want to give the team the best chance to win. So that you know, that's the first philosophy you could see the Jets utilize. Sometimes it's hard to go to the gym. We've all got a busy schedule. But Nordic Track has a series of training equipment to give you amazing workouts in the convenience of your home, including treadmills, exercise bikes, inclined trainers, and strength. You can join high-energy streamed workouts any time of the day without stepping out the door. Join streamed workouts in both studios and exotic destinations around the world. Start your day with a run through the streets of Paris and end with cross-training on the shores of Thailand. Or work out 
in an, on an African safari. Workouts are led by the world's top personal trainers to ensure you meet your fitness goals. And we have a special offer for Locked On Jets listeners. Get $75 off your Nordic, Nordic Track purchase by visiting nordictrack.com slash locked on and using the promo code locked on. Again, visit nordictrack.com slash locked on. It's N-O-R-D-I-C-T-R-A-C-K dot com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on during checkout to save $75 off your purchase. The second philosophy in the quarterback competition would be to favor the incumbent. And again, this is another philosophy that you'll you'll see from time to time where you have a competition, but you favor the guy who already was the starter. And I think the rationale behind that is that you're sending the message that, you know, you believe in the starter, but you're open to seeing somebody better. The starter is established in a way that other guys aren't. That's kind of, it's kind of the idea behind that, that you're, you're kind of giving a nod to the job your incumbent starter has done in the past. You're showing that he's proven in a way that other, other players have to prove themselves in a, way, in, in a way that he doesn't because he's already proven himself. And I, there are scenarios where, where I think that sort of philosophy makes sense. I do not think that the situation the Jets find themselves in makes sense is is adaptable for the situation makes the makes the situation one where this is a viable option because right now what you have is you have a 39 year old josh mccown that that's your incumbent starter he was he was the starter last year he started 13 games before he got hurt and the jets were very pleased with what they got from him make no mistake about it but He's 39 years old. His job is to hand the job. You know, if he if he plays at all, his job is to hand the the starting quarterback role over to Sam Darnold. His job is not to be the long term starter. And to McCown's credit, I think McCown buys into his role the way a lot of guys might not. You know, there are a lot of guys out there who want to play. I think McCown's going to be a good guy, a good guy to have around Darnold because he understands what his role is. Other guys don't understand that you know your job is to eventually hand hand over the reins to to the rookie, or they at least are resentful for it. Now McCown is a guy who you know, doesn't necessarily have the track record of some of the other quarterbacks in the league, so you know he also you know you're not dealing with you're not dealing with a huge ego. But he's a, the the one thing I will say for McCown, and I, I don't love the fact that the Jets are paying him ten million dollars. I don't love the fact that he's in camp, even though the team already has Bridgewater. But the one thing I will say for him is that he will buy into his role. Now, with that said, I mean, there's really no reason to favor him in in, in this context. Uh, the Jets really don't need to. The Jets don't need to give him the starting job. His job, as much as anything, is to kind of serve as a, first of all, an insurance option in case you know Darnold is not ready and something happens with Bridgewater. And as much as I hate to use the idea, use the words mentor or coach on the field, I do think that there there's a little element of that. See, I don't believe in paying a guy ten million dollars to kind of be a second coach, second quarterbacks coach, because what quarterbacks coach makes ten million dollars? You know, so. But I, I do think he can help Darnold along there. And, I, you know, I do think, again, I think the role of the mentor is a little overstated. I, I do think it, you know, people go a little nuts with that stuff, talking about its importance. But I, I think it does help to a certain degree. It's not the type of thing that makes or breaks a quarterback. But when you have, like, one of your peers who can take you under his wing and kind of show you this is how you work off the field, you know, these are some of the pitfalls you, you want to stay away from. Uh, you know, I think that that could be a helpful thing. So I think you know, 
McCown's going to buy into that role. I don't think the Jets need to placate McCown by giving him kind of a leg up in this competition. See, I think I think there are other situations where, where it makes more sense, but in a lot of ways, McCown, I'm not sure he's proven enough to give him half a step up because this is a guy who's been a veteran journeyman. He's kind of bounced around the NFL. He's not really a, He's always been a guy who's been good enough to get a job, but not good enough to keep a job. So the fact he played well last year, relatively well last year, I think the Jets are happy with that, but the other thing, you know, the other thing to remember here is that he was 38 years old last year, and he had a career year, and that career year entailed five wins, it entailed under 3,000 yards passing, it entailed under 20 touchdowns. So, first of all, when you have a career year at 38, odds are you're, you're going to see some drop off. And second of all, the career year was not that great. So, and I'm not tr- my, my point here is not to bash McCown. I don't want to get a lot of emails from people saying why why are you taking why are you crushing McCown today I'm not crushing McCown today I, I'm just saying that given the context of the situation I don't think it really makes I, I'm sure most people would agree with me it doesn't make sense to give McCown a leg up in this competition because that's just not what the the Jets need it's not where the Jets are as a franchise and I don't even think McCown would expect that I think McCown's going in there to compete I think he's happy to be in the locker room I think he's happy to be around the team and I think he he really likes his role I think he embraces his role and I think you know he's He's not a he's not he's, not, he's a good guy to have around a rookie quarterback. I think you know he can. There are ways he can help. Now again, I think when a, you know a quarterback fails, people are too quick to say, "Well, look at the what's wrong with the veteran mentor." The veteran mentor can't go out there and throw the ball for the quarterback, but he can give him a few pointers here or there. And I think I think in some ways it does help to have a peer in that role. You know, and I, I do believe that ultimately it comes down. You know, to the extent instruction matters, I think coaching matters more than just having the mentor on the roster, but I do understand where, you know, there are going to be areas where having a peer give advice can be more helpful than, than an authority figure, a coach. So, you know, I buy into that, but with all that said, I mean, there's no reason to, to give the incumbent leg up in this. There, there, again, there are camp battles where that makes sense, where you have a guy who, you know, is, you kind of believe him, but you have maybe a hotshot prospect so you, so you give maybe the incumbent a little bit of a leg up, but that's not necessary in this instance. The third option, and if I was the Jets, this is actually the one I would use, would be making it about the rookie. I think that you know the Jets to- have told us that Sam Darnold is the future. They've told us that through their words. They've told us that through their actions. So I think that it should be based on Sam Darnold, and if Sam Darnold is ready to play, then that trumps everything else. I think that that's, that's my view on this, where... If Darnold's ready to go, I think you put him in the lineup no matter what McCown or Teddy Bridgewater did because McCown and Teddy Bridgewater are probably not going to be on this team in 2019. And I know there are a lot of people who want to make sure, you know, they want to hold on to Bridgewater because they're concerned that, you know, well, what happens if Bridgewater goes and lights it up somewhere else and Darnold's a bust? Well, that, I mean, you got to. You can't think that way. The Jets gave up a ton of, you know, if the Jets felt that way, then they never should have given all that. All, the, all of those resources up to get Darnold. Jets have made a decision that Darnold is their guy of the future. So every, I think everything should be built around him this year in training camp. And if he's, you know, if he's not ready, I don't think you rush him into the lineup. And I think, I think the, the the whole discussion of where people take definitive stances on whether Darnold should start will say, well, well, you know, bring him along slowly, or they say, well, get him into the lineup immediately, take advantage of that rookie deal where he's not making much money. I think that, that that discussion, I think that argument kind of misses the point right now because we don't know exactly where Darnold is. Now, we know 
we hope we know where he's going. Where he's going would be you know, one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. But right now, we don't know where he is. He might be at a point where maybe he needs a little more seasoning, you know, work on dropping back from under center, making more pro-style reads, uh, protecting the ball. Maybe he needs a little work on that. Maybe he needs a little time on the practice field. And that's not a problem. But if he's ready to play, I mean, there's no reason to hold him out of the lineup just for the sake of holding him out of the lineup. The man can play. The man can play. You know, it's not like it's not totally not like it's totally unprecedented that a rookie can go in and play effectively in the NFL. And yeah, look, every single rookie—I mean, I don't care who you are—he's going to have a game or two where he's going to go out there, throw three interceptions, and look brutal. That's just part of the growing. That's part of the process. But if you look at this season for the Jets, I think that this is not a season that's built around the team making the playoffs. I think this season in many ways is built around Darnold growing. So if he can play, even if you're, you know, I don't, I'm not sure the Jets are a playoff team either way. If you can get him out there, start getting him some reps, get him some experience and help him learn through playing. And, you know, people, you could talk about learning. Some guys need to learn on the practice field, but if you're ready to play, play, learn on the field. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So I think that's the third option. That's the one I would go with. I think it should be all about Darnold. If Darnold's ready to play, put him out there. And maybe, you know, if Teddy Bridgewater goes out there and looks like, you know, in preseason and training camp, it looks like, you know, a superstar quarterback and Darnold looks like he could be credit fine, then maybe maybe you can adjust it. But it would take something dramatic. I'll put it that way. Yes, if Teddy Bridgewater goes out and looks like Tom Brady – and Arnold just looks like an okay guy who could get by. Okay, fine. Then then you can play Bridgewater, but it would take something like that, I think. And that that's that's my view. And you know, I'm going to give you a little a fourth option, and that's the Sam Bradford option, where you know Bridgewater looks great in the preseason, and then you get a great offer for him, and Arnold looks you know, Arnold looks credible. Then you you take the, you take whatever offer you can, you take the offer you get for Bridgewater because again, Bridgewater is not going to be there long term, and it can help the Jets accumulate some draft capital, restock their draft draft capital after they made the deal for Darnold, traded three second-round picks away. So that'll be your, your fourth bonus option. Thanks for listening today. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave the show a good review in iTunes. Hope you have a great Tuesday. We'll be back again tomorrow.